So welcome again, everyone, to another Change Your Game with GTD podcast. My name is Robert Peake, and I'm here, as always, with Todd Brown. Hello, Robert. Hello, everyone. Hey, Todd. So as we were talking just a few minutes before clicking the go live button here, um, we were thinking about uh, a question actually from one of Todd's clients. When do you know it's time for a bit of a rethink or retooling uh, of your GTD system. And again, to remind you of this podcast series, we will be talking about all things GTD. The intention of that um, is to help you get a little more done with a little less stress, a little more elegantly. So if that, that sounds interesting, if you've had um, any kind of sense that maybe your system's getting a bit bogged down or it's time for a fresh think, stay tuned. That's what, that's what we're going to be talking about now. So Todd, um, you, you mentioned that you're actually kind of feeling like you're nearing that, that time yourself. What, what are some of the signs or symptoms that, um, that it may be time for more than just a minor tweak, but actually a more significant, uh, change to your, your use of GTD systems? Yeah, I think it's interesting. You 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 describe me as being as being near it. No, I'm hip deep in it at the moment. Okay, I'm, I'm, I gotcha. <laughs> I'm halfway. I'm I'm. I describe it as sort of halfway through the transition. And as I think about why um, why I decided to make the transition, it really there was both um, there was both a, pu- a push and a pull element. So the um, the push element was that I was kind of realizing that my system was uh, you know that that it was uh, dusty in places that it really didn't feel like it was serving me very well. I could feel that there was resistance in me for, um, engaging with certain elements of it. And that, you know, that's always a a pretty clear indication to me that change is required. Now, sometimes the change can be within the framework of the, of the tool and the system that you have already, you know, sometimes it just needs a bit of a refresher or a tweak, but uh, this is where the this is where the pull element comes in. So I was doing a coaching not long ago with someone who was using a tool which I have quite a lot of experience with because I've coached it um, quite a bit, and I know it's a and I know it's something that you use, which is a tool that runs in the Apple platforms called um, called OmniFocus. Um, my system has been up until now, and for many 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 years, it's been in in Outlook for Windows. Um, but as I was doing this coaching, and I was sort of going through the process of um, you know, of of helping this guy who had who had no no experience at all using OmniFocus, so he's brand new to it. And as I was going through it with him, of course, I was I was then kind of looking at it with new eyes, and I was thinking, actually, you know, on the one hand, my my system doesn't feel like it's serving me particularly well. On the other hand, I'm seeing, you know, this this uh, OmniFocus through through new eyes in a sense. And so um, I decided that it would be worth uh, giving it a go. And so I've been at this now for the better part of two weeks. Um, as I say, I'm, I'm kind of hip deep in it. And it's been really interesting. It's been, it's been kind of, I've, I've recognized both, uh, both limitations in my old system and the way that it was structured, but also limitations in the way I was thinking about my system. So it's, and, 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 and my best practice. So it's been a, um, so far, I'm I'm feeling um, very positive about it. It is a lot of work, but I'm feeling very positive about it. Like it's it's helped me to um, it's helped me to get to a a much better place and to and to feel like I've got a system that supports me better. That's great. Yeah. So just to be clear, transitioning from PC Outlook to OmniFocus, and what what are you doing at the moment in terms of you mentioned it's been a, it's been a couple of weeks and you feel like you're halfway. 
What are the mechanics of that that are working for you to make the shift while, of course, still living your life and <laughs> all that GTD, right? <laughs> so rewi rewiring the plane while in flight is kind of what it feels like from time to time. But uh, it's interesting. What I what I started with was a uh, in OmniFocus, okay, so in the new tool, um, I, I first set up all the integration that I knew needed to happen. So how's this going to integrate with email? How is it going to integrate with calendar? You know, how am I going to have it plugged into all the things that I know it needs to plug into? That was kind of thing one, the, the, the basic wiring, if you will. Um, and then there was, and there continues to be to a certain extent, a period of time where I was using both, uh, both systems in parallel, um, but but increasingly using OmniFocus and 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 sort of tailing off in the use of, of Outlook. So, as a practical example, you know, make sure that all of the date specific reminders that I have set up in Outlook don't get neglected as I'm making the transition to to OmniFocus. Um, so that's as I say, that's a still a bit of a work in progress. Uh, the other thing that I have found fascinating, I did I did some really fundamental. You know, I, for example, uh, all of my list entries in in um, Outlook were kept in tasks, as they are for a lot of people who use who use Outlook. And what I did was I literally printed out all of them. Okay, so I had them all on paper, and then I went through them one by one, and I said, "Look, is this something? Is this a reminder that I would want to see in my new system?" And I was astounded how much deadwood I found. You know, things where two weeks ago. I, you know, during weekly reviews, I'd be, I'd, I'd sort of say, yeah, that's there and it's been there for a while. And I wasn't making the sort of mindset shift that said, you know, you're not really getting much out of that reminder. Um, so I've, I found that the volume in my system has gone down significantly, which feels again, like my, like my new system is just much more nimble and much more, uh, much more able to, to support me, uh, in, in helpful ways. Um, so it's not game over. And those are some sort of early reports, but that's been my uh, that's been my journey so far. And I'm curious, as you know, as we're talking about it, is it is it something that you've done in your history? Have you? Um, I know you've been on OmniFocus for quite a while, haven't you? Is have you used? I have that? yeah, been on OmniFocus for a, for a while uh, of late. But as you know, um, I was CTO of the David Allen Company for a number of years, and um, as a result, part of part of my responsibilities were was to try out different tools as they came out see what they were like see how gtd compatible and friendly they were so there was a period of time in my life where i was transitioning something like every six months and um, the thing about a new tool is you can kind of simulate a bit and get a feel for what the basic features are and read up on it and so forth but you don't really know what you're in for until you live in it, right? So you absolutely try and live your life using this new tool. And when I say tool, I mean primarily list manager, right? The complete system involves good calendar, good capture, um, a, a lot of these other components. But the, the fundamental element, the kind of game changer, which is keeping lists of projects and next actions in context, um, that, was, that was a tool that I was changing uh, to support that part of GTD. Um, pretty frequently. And like you, I found that actually it was a great clear out opportunity to take them and like you 
print them out. Very few of these tools had very, you know, nice integration options where you could just export and import and you're on the new tool happily. But also it's a really interesting and useful exercise if you've been doing GTD for a while and you find that um, you're maybe going numb or, or a, a bit snowblind to some of these items that actually, um, as you say, aren't serving you as a, as a continual reminder. And I certainly found that. So I would print everything out. I also found opportunities to rephrase things, you know, um, things where maybe I'd been getting a little less sharp with my language to self about what the successful outcome really looked like or what the most sort of bite-sized, simple next action looked like on all of those. Um, so that kind of transcribing process was was incredibly useful, actually, as as you said, like almost almost cathartic, you know, to, to go in, you know, and really scrutinize: is this um, is this something I want in the new system? Um, one thing, though, I think it's useful to warn about um, is shiny new tool syndrome, particularly for people that are newer to GTD, still getting to grips with all of the best practices. I think there can be a tendency to assume the right, find the right tool and all else will follow. Um, and in my experiences uh, with coaching lots and lots of people actually using a tool and finding the best practices and approaches um, is, is a lot more effective in the early days than tool hopping, which is something, something I sometimes see where people go, oh, well, that wasn't quite it. So what about this? And if I only had the perfect integration and the perfect automation of this, that, and the other, you know, that then it would really be great when in fact it's it's actually more about really sharpen up that project list, get the weekly review going as a habit, build out some higher horizons, et cetera, et cetera, where you get the most the most payoff as a as a fairly new practitioner. I don't know, what do you think? What are what are are there any signs that you're maybe getting into um, tool hopping or shiny new tool syndrome versus recognizing, yeah, it really is time for a shakeup and that could include include a new tool or a new component to my whole GTD system? Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, it's funny. If you'd asked me this question 20 years ago when I was a big-time early adopter, you know, if it was cool and new, I wanted it, and I'll figure out later whether it's at all, you know, useful or how I'm going to integrate it into how that I work. So so that was 20 years ago. That was very much the case. These days, not so much. I've, I've had my Outlook system for a long time, for many, many, many years, and so it's it's really... It doesn't feel to me like I'm a like I'm a, a promiscuous organizer or a tool hopper, if you will. Um, it feels to me like this was a good time to be making the making the, sw the the switch. And there's some subtle things in it for me as well. You know, one of the things, again, just I, I don't want to get into a huge amount of de technical detail, but in the new system, what I'm using is Outlook for um, is Outlook for Mac. Okay, so I've got that as my calendar and my uh, my calendar and my uh, and my email. Um, and and OmniFocus as my as my list home, and what's quite interesting about that is that I've found that because um, because OmniFocus runs on on basically all the Apple platforms, so iOS and, and the Mac operating system. Um, what that means is that I can actually uh, clarify and organize regardless of which tool I have in front of me, which is not really the case if you're if you're using. Um, uh, well, if, in my old system, it wasn't really possible for me to process on the fly with all, with all the devices that I have. So that's quite interesting, and that so far is feeling like is feeling like that's reducing some friction. Um, uh, 
I think the other thing that's quite interesting for me is that the um, th- there's this kind of sense that it's um, I'm, I'm much more I'm much more protective in a way of my attention in this new system. I mean, it's I guess it's really sort of the point uh, refinement of the point I made earlier. I'm you know stuff is only going in there if I'm really sure it's going to serve me. You know, so I'm being I'm being more um, yeah more ruthless about. Does this really go in, or or is this something that really is, you know, it's it's very likely if it goes in just to gather dust over time. I'm I'm trying to be very, very careful about that. That makes so sense. What, yeah. what do, I'm just curious, what, and again, we don't want to make this a, you know, it, it's it's some ways it's an unfortunate coincidence that both you and I are using OmniFocus. This is not a tool <laughs> advertisement. This this uh, this podcast. But, and and I'm sure that someone that's been on OmniFocus for a long time, who's making the transition to another tool, again, just because what they're doing is is having a fundamental rethink of of what's important, how is it structured, how will I use it? You know, um, that I'm I'm sure that would be equally as positive for somebody else. There's no such thing as a as a perfect system, right? Or as a completely friction free system, those don't exist. You can get a great system, you can get a very very good system. But perfect is not on offer, at least in my experience. And so it's just a matter of um, it's just a matter of of coming up with a system which is which works best for you. And again, I think that that just the act of transitioning somehow requires the kind of thinking that we're talking about and that you were mentioning earlier. And that you know just in and of itself is a is a big benefit. Yeah. No. No. I absolutely agree. I think one of the things you you touched on, which is, do you have what you need with you in all the contexts and places, right? You were mentioning that not all the devices supported having the list in front of you. And so you found yourself with, with dead time, dead air in a sense. Um, I think that's one really good sign that, yeah, you may need, you may need a more supportive tool rather than you're just going on to the next shiny thing. Um, one thing for me, that's an indicator that it's time for a shakeup um, is, you know, we have this idea of, are your lists attracting you into doing or are they kind of repelling you with a sense of Ugh, my lists, right? Um, and that's not necessarily an indication that it's time for a new tool, but it is definitely an indication that it's time for a shakeup, whether or not tool moving to another tool facilitates that shakeup or not. Um, it is to me, one of the things I look for um, in terms of, do I really have, only sharp, clear, good next actions that I care about on those action lists? Or am I going in each day and scrolling through a bunch of snuff that, that I've really kind of gone numb to, um, you know, to pick off the few things that I do care about? So to me, that's one of the big keys. And I think people who tend to be in this for the long game um, and tend to reap continual benefits from GTD, not that everyone can, but those who, who really stick it, um, have some kind of internal barometer about about friction and some kind of you know meta awareness thinking about how they work rather than just totally um, being at the at the effect of it all the time and they care right you know we care about um, whether something is you know um, is easy and self-evident whether we're able to set that up for our future selves that we can have that experience of doing of succeeding of winning of ticking things off throughout the day we like that. We want that. And if the tool's getting in the way or just the sheer accumulation of stuff that no longer is truly sharp and relevant is getting in the way, those to me are really the, the fundamental 
you know, flashing lights that say, yeah, it's time. It's, it's time for a shakeup. Um, and yeah, as you say, it's, it, there's no perfect tool, right? There's, yeah. I mean, until the cybernetic implants, you know, <laughs> arrive, <laughs> there's no, there's no, it's not the, it's not the saving grace. It's not the answer in itself. Yeah. Um, but it can be a way to facilitate a shakeup and it can be useful if there are some fundamental limitations that you notice about not having what you need when you are wherever you are. Yeah, I'm, I'm completely with you about the mobile limitation. Just to be clear, in my old system, I did have mobile access to my lists. That was okay. So I had, um, and those those of you out there who have uh, who are using Outlook systems, you're probably aware that uh, that the tasks in Outlook sync to various you know reminders apps and things. Uh, so so that I did have, but what wasn't working was was being able to clarify and organize on the move without my laptop. That was not so possible. Um, but you know, as you're as you're talking about it, I'm just reflecting on one of the. It's a small change, but it feels like a really important change, uh, which was uh, that that I've made in my context lists in the new world. Okay, so in the old world, I had um, I had a list called uh, laptop offline and laptop online. Right, so it was you know for those things that are that are, that can only be done if I'm connected to the internet, and those things that were that uh, don't require an internet connection was a um, and that for a long time felt like a helpful way to break things down. Um, and what I've replaced that with in the new system is, is again, two lists, but one is called at keyboard. Okay. So I have a proper keyboard in front of me, like on a laptop. And the other one is called at thumbs. So, so, and that really spoke to me as, okay, well, this is going to be a small screen kind of a thing, right? The, that I would be happy doing on a mobile device, on my mobile device. So, um, so again, I, and, and without having gone through the the system switch, I probably wouldn't have come up with that in quite the same way. I would have, wouldn't have been motivated to go through that thinking and make that kind of change in quite the same way. So it, it seems to, it seems to, for me anyway, it seems to have um, uh, elicited both uh, both thinking that about you know the 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 macro the macro thinking about my system and how I use it, but also some micro stuff as well. That's very cool, and and I just know in OmniFocus you can nest those contexts so that you could see, for example, at keyboard you can also see all the thumb stuff, right? Anything you can do with two thumbs, you can do at a full keyboard, um, and even if it doesn't nest, you can highlight both of those categories, right? When you're so you know anything that's just a little bit of online research or browsing can go into the thumbs, but you can see that as well as all the I've got to type a lengthy draft thing. When you're at the keyboard, I love it. I think that's a that's a really great uh, great thing for the 21st century in particular to um, to to divvy it out that way. I think that's very cool. For me, I just you know I I, I get a little twitchy if I'm not um, uh, if I don't have a, a Unix command line in front of me, uh, you know, and they just don't have those on the iOS devices. So my laptop goes with me everywhere. Um, but yes, I think increasingly so many people are wanting to use the mobile devices to just, you know, to just kick back on the iPad for a little bit and, but still be productive in that context. So great tip. I think that's incredibly, incredibly useful. And again, if the tool doesn't support you getting what you need, where you, where you are and when you need it, maybe time to rethink the tool. Yeah. Any, I think that's another interesting one, you know, that all of a sudden these devices, um, like my iPad, right. That I've had for a long time. Um, 
all of a sudden it becomes a tool which can in some sort of way be used much more actively in my new system than it was in the old one, right? In the old one, it, it, don't get me wrong, it was a way, you know, it was a place where I could get access to my lists. I could, um, uh, I could, uh, you know, re of course, read email, look at my calendar, all that kind of stuff. But it wasn't really... Um, uh, I, I really literally got to the point where I was starting to call it my distraction machine. You know, it was where I was looking at the news websites or the news apps and I was looking at, you know, everything but, um, you know, productive stuff. And so all, all of a sudden now, because, uh, because you know, my the, the software also runs on the iPad and synchronizes, of course, uh, up in the cloud with everything else. Um, you know, if I'm at my, if I'm at my iPad, I have all of the functionality that I would have, um, uh, you know, on the other platforms. And that's, and that's, again, very cool. Um, it means that the, you know, sometimes, some, sometimes I think about the fact that one of the, uh, one of the hazards we have, or one of the risks that we have in all the technology that's around us is the distraction is only a mouse click away, right? Or a finger swipe away. Distraction is there all the time. And this sort of reverses that for me. So I have the sense that, yeah, but productivity is also only a mouse click or a finger swipe away, right? In this new system. And that, that feels like a, like say as a, as a, as a positive change as well. Yeah. Well, you want to have those options, right? Depending on how you're feeling, where you're at, how you're doing, you know, the, the little moments of, of potential productivity that we can snatch away when we are in a good state, but we just happen to be, in an airport lounge or you know a few minutes was uh, another client's running late or whatever those those little moments aggregated together can make a big difference so if your tool isn't supporting you using um really all of your available time as appropriate right that doesn't mean you know work every every hour every second sometimes the most appropriate thing is close your eyes for five minutes take a breath get ready for what's next but if you are in a resourceful state, can you use can you use five minutes? Can you make good use of five minutes? Um, if not, you know, again, you may need a, a bit of a shakeup in the in the tool, um, or you more appropriately, you may need a bit of a shakeup in terms of how you're doing this, and that may precipitate um, a relook at the tool. Any parting thoughts, Todd? In terms of, I think we're we're getting kind of up close to time here. In terms of. Um, Either identifying or supporting um, a bit of a shakeup in your in your systems, um, and and how to make that how to make that work. Given as you said, it's a little bit of a rewiring the plane in flight kind of situation. I I think the first thing I'd consider is you know if if you are feeling resistance to your system to engaging with your system. Uh, try to try to localize that as far as you possibly can. Does that seem to be a thing about, um, you know, lack of mobile connectivity? Does that seem to be a thing about I've got the wrong context? I can't when I'm in a given you know state or with a given tool, I can't very quickly see the right kinds of reminders in front of me. So I'd sort of at a, as a starting place, you know, assume that your existing system, the core of your system, might be okay. It's just not maybe structured quite the right way. Um, and then if you sort of come to the conclusion that, well, yeah, but I really kind of fancy a whole new, you know, a whole new me, a whole new GTD me, um, then what the heck, you know, start over, start over, pick a tool that you think, um, sounds good to you. Go back to paper for a while, you know, do, do go, go to anything that, that will encourage you to do the fundamental thinking about, Hey, what's in here? Where are the clean edges in my system? Um, 
Uh, how do I prefer to work? Uh, those those kinds of questions, you know, they're they're obviously really important and really fundamental. And, and changing a system will will force you to make those. Really, how about you? What would be your advice for the for the audience? Well, to me, the the changing of a system in some ways can be a bit like an enormous weekly review, right? It, it's um, that's a great framework for me for for walking through the process and making sure the new system is complete um, and is going to serve me in, in subsequent reviews. Also, in the weekly review can be a really uh, a good barometer for how is the system doing in terms of serving me or not. If you come away from the weekly review going, wow, I got through it. It's a very different experience than coming away from the weekly review going, the system has got me. This is great. I, it's on it. It's working. I'm ready to go for the coming week. So to me, that's a that's a potentially big indicator of whether or not it may be time for a shakeup. Is how are you doing with the weekly reviews? Do you do you get that that sense of yes, this system is helping me, or is it more of a feel like you're pushing pushing a rock uphill kind of a thing? So those are things I think to to look out for for sure, um, and and to help you make the switch. Um, I just mentioned, you know, as always. Um, you know, we, we, we do this for a living. We support individuals in finding the ideal systems for them, counting for everything that they do. Um, so if you are, if this does kind of pique your interest, you're looking for your kind of next level of game, um, do get in touch with us about about one-to-one coaching. So again, thanks for being with us. Um, and as always, if you have thoughts, questions, concerns, anything um, that you'd like us to address in future sessions, um, with a hearing from you. So info at next-action.eu. Info at next-action.eu is the best, easiest way to get in touch with us. And uh, until then, go be productive. Uh, scrutinize those systems. Make sure they're really working optimally for you. And uh, from me, from Todd, we'll see you next time. Bye for now.